Hello and welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zarati. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer Aaron Labar. And welcome to the show, number 45, I believe, for yeah, Bury the Lead. We are nearing the one year point. The one, I, that's unbelievable. I know, we're going to have to have some kind of special extravaganza episode. We totally are, because it has flown by. It really has. Um, today on the show, you will be giving us a little nuptial update. I will. Um, we're also going to be talking about the coming of spring and how spring ahead is the worst <laughs> night of the year. I like the arm motion. Yeah, no one can see that, but I'm doing an arm, a very <laughs> elegant arm movement. It was very elegant. <laughs> and uh, we're starting to get the lineups for all the major summer festivals. So that is also something else to look forward to. So Aaron, how was your week? Um, it was fine. I'm I'm dealing with a bit of insomnia, so I feel very, oh, no, again. very tired. Yeah. Um, I get these kind of bouts of it every once in a while. So maybe like four or five days will go by and I'll sleep for like two hours and it's terrible. Oh, it's the worst. Because you still have to get up and you have to go to work and I live <laughs> Hey bosses, stop listening for a second. But, <laughs> but we have a a studio room in the back corner of the office where I do interviews in and I'd finished a phoner I think it was Monday or Tuesday and we have that big old red leather chair Mm -hmm. in there and I just sat in it and I fell asleep for five minutes the Defoe chair the Defoe chair yeah (laughs) and it's got a really high back so I just kind of sat in it and sunk into it and I just closed my eyes for a second I was like I just need to take a minute and I just had a little little snooze out cold for five minutes (laughs) and then I woke up and I was like oh my god I'm at work where am I where am I what's (laughs) happening yeah so that's been unpleasant, but I'm hoping to get back on the sleeping train this this week. <laughs> I also once fell asleep at work, not when I was working at the Free Press, but actually when I was working at Laura Secord. <laughs> and it was when I was in the break room, like I wasn't like out on the floor, um, but it was during I took creative communications at Red River College, which a lot of Winnipeggers know is a fairly intense boot camp esque yeah. experience. So. I just had reached the point where I'm like, I'm exhausted. And I literally put my head down on my arms and fell asleep. Like someone had to come get me because they were like, uh, your break's been over for a hundred years. Like get out here. Um, and it was totally unintended. Like, I think they thought I was like taking a nap on purpose, but like, yeah. no, just like when you're Passed that out. tired, you're just like, no, your body's like, no. I had a friend in high school who, uh, was a bit of a night owl. Like she just literally couldn't mm-hmm. go to sleep before like two or three in the morning, but she still had to be at school, obviously. And she would literally carry a, p- a pillow in her backpack. <laughs> so when we had spares in the library and she would just pull out her pillow and put her head just on like the crash table. Crash out. Crash. But it was a pillow that we had made in sewing class. So the seams were all a little <laughs> janky and it would imprint this like geometric pattern on her cheek. <laughs> and so she'd go to the last pa- class of the day with like these diamonds, like all over her like pillow scars. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Sorry, Nika. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week, Jen? Uh, eventful because Samson, my dog, butt dog, he's looking at me right now. Butt dog, as you guys know now. Um, he was a bit of a bad boy. Oh, yeah? He's a bit of a bad boy this week, yeah. He, Did he poop on the floor? No. He broke into my backpack, a oh. zippered front pouch. Man. To get to a closed Invisalign <laughs> case, because I don't know if you all know, but I am a grown woman with braces, um, and ate my Invisalign trays. Oh my gosh. Now, if you're not that among effort, among other things, he also lives for those EOS lip balms, you know, those like round, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. loves them. Like can't, like if he even sees one, he's like, oh my God, I love it. 
So he eats those like <laughs> to the point where you find parts strewn about. So, oh, I mean, sick? that's good because I guess it will lube out the Invisalign <laughs> chunks that he also ingested. Oh, poor Sansa. But the problem with Invisalign, so if none of you have been on a Invisalign journey, as they like to call it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's your, how's your Invisalign journey is what my orthodontist asked me. And I'm, I'm <laughs> wanting to near the end of it, but which I am close to. But how it works is you basically get new trays every like your your teeth move right so then you have to get a new set of trays right that makes sense bottom and so i typically replace my trays once a week so move on to the next one so he ate my 14s and you can't really go from 13 to 15 because your teeth really haven't moved so i don't really know what to do (laughs) just force them in there (laughs) so i'm gonna have to call my orthodontist i guess or force them in there and just hope for the best but yeah hurt though ripped like that's how much he wanted these things just like rip like i wonder why i don't know like is he normally like to eat plastic he normally likes to eat things that smell like me i guess because he's eating he's like oh saliva he's eating my glasses (laughs) he has eaten a watch strap like just anything he's like it's like i don't know do you feed him (laughs) he's eaten headphones Uh so i think anything that just has been in contact with some part of us he he enjoys because dogs are gross Jazz Fest line out, line out, line, line out, out, line came up, came out, came out. There you go. Last week, I'm having, I'm on the struggle bus today. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we got Flaming Lips coming, uh, which is really exciting. We got Daniel Caesar, who I am super pumped about. I think a lot of people are super pumped about. He that was one. number two on my albums of the year within 2017. That show's gonna sell fast. I feel oh my like. gosh, he's amazing. He's so good. If you haven't listened to his album Freudian, do it immediately. It's I can't even say enough good things about it. It's early for the Jazz Fest, I feel like. It is really, wise. really early. Yeah. Um, normally, they're an April an April lineup mm-hmm. release. But this year, they wanted to roll it out in three waves. So they're doing headliners, like the major headliners first. Mm-hmm. And then sort of like the second tier of sort of minor headliners and other artists. And then another release of local artists. Right. So there's a few a few waves of news to come. Yeah, yeah. So we only have the first five artists, so. We also, well, you know. I know. You know the Folk Fest lineup. I do. That's coming out later this week. Um, yeah, we got a little embargo, embargo information there. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I'm excited. I'm actually really excited. I can't say anything about it, obviously, but it's I'm there's a couple yeah. artists that I'm really excited about that are coming it's always so I used to get that before you started it's so with the music beat it's, it's really hard it's like, really hard to keep your gd mouth shut about yeah it. it's yeah. Uh, especially if there's exciting things on it it's always yeah like, no I can't tell but you. like I literally signed a confidentiality yeah you can't, <laughs> so like, you can't I cannot say anything, anything. Yeah. the only thing you can say is that you have it and that it's coming yes so when is that will be out again so um the folk fest is doing their lineup announcement on Wednesday March 7th in the evening so our story will be online that night and then it'll be in print on thursday march 8th cool so you'll hear it hear it from us first or yes. from you first um yeah so that's exciting that always makes me feel like it's summer's on the horizon i just like cannot believe that we're already thinking about festivals again i know like, it feels like it just finished i know and then it's like oh hey lineup announcement for next year and it's only like Two months away. Oh, I know. Or three months away. Yeah. It's like when I was doing um, that story on the Inuit Art Center at mm-hmm. the Winnipeg Art Gallery. Um, they uh, a few weeks back, and I think I talked about it on the podcast. They announced the curators, all Indigenous, all yeah, women yeah, yeah. team. Yeah. Um, 
But it's so funny. I was commenting to someone about how, because the center opens in 2020, which sounds like the future. Well, you know, like it's like 2020. It's like a far off, like, no, it's in 18 months. But like, it seems like the far off, like, yeah, I will have a flying car by then. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a good segue into wedding update because sure. we're getting married in October of 2019, which feels like, like eons away. Mm-hmm. But everyone's like, nah, man, it will got to start locking it down. So where are you at in the planning process? Oh, boy. We um, booked a venue. That's exciting. We are have almost booked a church. <laughs> because I, I go to church, but, uh, a specific church, but it's a little bit too small. Ah. We are Our plans for the coming weeks are to nail down a guest list, which is going to be a true nightmare. Yeah. Which I am not looking forward to at all. It's a... Uh, we had a small wedding, so it was also like a particular toughie yeah and I, but I also feel like if you have if you're saying like we're having a small wedding people will understand more if they're like cut off the list maybe but when you're ha- okay <laughs> I'm gonna let you believe <laughs> <Maybe>. that because <laughs> we're shooting for like 200 people which is like um I would say that's a big wedding I would say that's like average to large yeah I, I think would, I think 150 is probably average so probably so we're going for 200 because Nick and my, my partner and I both have very large families mm-hmm. and friend circles but like making the cut at two hundred, like where <laughs> it's just such a such a stupid number to pick because you are having some sort of auxiliary people, but not yeah. all of the auxiliary people. It's tough. Like we had, so we and did you invite? Do you invite kids? Do you no. allow everyone to have a guest? Like, um, we were a no kid wedding. Help me, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> we were no kid. We made it like I think we said on the invitation that it was like a 16 plus mm. event. Mm-hmm. Um because we like kids just they add a lot to your planning, it's right? It's funny cause because we've had parents specifically ask us not to include children so they don't feel guilty about hiring a babysitter. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think a lot of parents do want to want to have a night out. Want to have yeah, a night out yeah. and not have to worry about like open bar. Come yeah, exactly, not have to worry about taking care of their kid. Yeah. And also there's just a lot of other considerations if you decide to have kids like a lot of people are like, "Oh my god, what if they're like I we I had a few babes in arms actually because one of my bridesmaids Oh well, yeah, you can't help that if someone needs a nurse or whatever. She, yeah. Well, we so I, we got married in September, and like I guess in February she was like, "Okay," she's like, "I have some news, but I want to preface it by saying that it doesn't affect the wedding." But I'm <laughs> pregnant, but I'm due in August. So literally a month later in September, she stood up for me. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> amazing! Um, so her baby was there, obviously, because yeah. her baby was brand new. Brand new. Um. But so, yeah, where I was going with this is a lot of people are like worried about like how kids will behave during the ceremony. Mm-hmm. My concern was more like making sure that they were fed, making sure that they had a place to go like and like high chair. Depending on your venue, that can be challenging. So yeah. we got married at we were one of the last people to get married at the terrace in Cinnamon Park. Oh, in yeah. The pavilion. Yeah. Yeah. So it's small. 130 is your absolute max. And that's tight. Yeah. And I think we ended up having around 100. But yeah, so my hard cut was actually related to work. I was like, I think I have to cut it there. So yeah. I had no free press people at my wedding, yeah. which made me kind of sad because I was like, yeah. you know, because I, I see them every day and, and I love a lot of our colleagues. Yeah. But it's hard because when you work in such a like a large newsroom. Yeah. Where would you like? Yeah. Y- you, can't. you can't. So I just was cherry like, pick. Yeah. Nobody is coming. <laughs> and uh so, so it, yeah, you so, will have those kind of decisions. I know, in your future, and I'm dreading that. So that's sort of the next big thing. Um, yeah, and then obviously we're planning the social. I've kind of entrusted <laughs> that to my partner <laughs> and the men to handle because I just want to show up and that's fair. Do it. 
I had such a good time at my social. Yeah. The planning of the social, I felt, was like... Like, we booked the place already. And Yeah, once you're done, all that stuff. We're kind of in the midst of gathering prizes. If anyone wants to donate anything, holla at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm kind of putting that in his, in his hands to deal with. Because I'm like, I'm handling the bulk of the wedding, major wedding decisions, so you can deal with the social. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's, did you find, are you, where are you at on your dress? Oh, um, undecided. I keep changing my mind about what I even want. I'm not going to even try anything on until the fall, I think. But a friend mm-hmm. of mine that I went to school with in New York is the fashion and beauty editor for the Knot magazine, which is like bridal mecca, right? It's the Bible, yeah. Yeah. So she, I was Instagramming, DMing, whatever you say with her the other <laughs> last night, actually. And she was giving me tips on which designers to check out. And, and I was like, wow, it's like having my very own like dress expert. I recommend this because it was recommended to me by my bestie, who I talk about all the time on this podcast. And she listens. So hi, Carly. Um, but sh- we went to just try on like a bunch of different styles, including ones that you're like, I'm not. Yeah. I don't want a strapless ball gown, but it's interesting because sometimes when you put dresses on that you think you don't want, you're like, hmm, this is kind of nice. I like this. <laughs> like a blush pink ball, full skirt ball gown was something that I tried on that I was like, okay, like I, I get it, you know? Yeah. So it kind of... Um, I was actually thinking that as well. To yeah. To kind of, of go on my own first you before yeah, yeah. moms and aunts and whoever want to come. Totally. To like narrow it down a little bit. Because you might be surprised. Because yeah. some of the styles that I thought I was like absolutely not became contenders and right. vice versa let's talk about the time change that is that is nigh i know i don't even know when it is we looked it up march march 11th 11th right okay it's um coming soon. it's coming soon i like the fact that it's lighter out now well, like yeah i'm a fan not, of sunlight i'm, a, but I'm not a fan <laughs> of losing an hour of sleep we at bury the leader big proponents of daylight <laughs> um however uh the that any time change like, and especially like, on the heels of a string of insomnia, I'm like, I need every yeah. hour I can get farmers. <laughs> <laughs> it, I think we talked about this when we f- fell back because it's the best night of the year. But I think I'm really, we don't need daylight savings. I really would like to see a legislative change where we don't have to. Like, let's make like Saskatchewan. I find that spring is not. such a weird time, generally speaking, because mm-hmm. it affects more so than the, than a change from like summer to fall. I think winter to spring is so dramatic and everything freaks out. Like my body freaks out. Yep. The radiators in my apartment don't know whether they want to be on or off. Yep. It makes me sweat constantly. And my if you have a pet. freaking out. <laughs> He's like at the window all the time. He's got the zoomies running around the apartment. Oh yeah. Losing his mind. Like it's just such a weird time of year. Samson gets like beans o'clock at around four for whatever reason. That's just like his time where he's like, I'm crazy. But I feel like it's been, well, that explains his backpack break in. Um, Yeah. Just crazy. Just crazy. But it's, I am looking forward to, well, I shouldn't, it's preemptive because we're supposed to have a snowstorm. We are. We may have already had a snowstorm by the time it's supposed to air. Yeah. Which is a huge bummer. I know. Soon. In like a lion, out like a lamb. We're going to finish <laughs> as Jen snaps into the microphone. Uh, we're going to finish this pod with the reading, watching, or listening to. I have, two of the, I have two of those things, but do you, oh. have, do you have something to contribute? I do, of course. Um... I do have something to contribute, but what is it? Oh, yes. I know what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to do reading. Okay. 
this time. Uh, so I haven't been counting how many books I've been reading Good this year. Good job. I know. I have been writing them all down. But the latest book I read is something that I reviewed for the paper. Mm-hmm. I'm in the process of reviewing, actually. Um, it is Shrewd, which is a collection of essays by Elizabeth Renzetti, who is a Globe and Mail columnist. Yes. I knew that name sounded familiar. She is actually one of the like Canadian newspaper columnists that made me want to become a Canadian newspaper oh, columnist. Nice. So I've been looking forward to this book and I was happy when Banner books editor asked me to review it. Um, it's really good. It's, it's, it's really nice because I feel like a lot of these essay collections that have come out lately have been written by people who are very young. Mm. So it's nice to read one by someone who has some life behind her and has kind of I seen why the is. different, like, like why waves. the trend is, I don't know. I think that's just, it seems to be that the thing like getting book deals, but which yeah. is great. And I think those young new voices are super necessary, but it's also nice to hear from people who have been, you know, journalists for a mm-hmm. few decades and have seen, seen some things, have seen some things and have had, <laughs> you know, have seen some shifts in terms of how we <laughs> talk about like, what you're going to say, <laughs> <laughs> uh, have seen some shit. That's also true, but have seen some shifts in how we talk about a lot of these issues. So mm-hmm. it's super good. She will also be in town oh, okay. um, on April 16th and I'm hosting that event at McNally. Right. So I'll be interviewing her, um, and as part of a discussion at McNally. Some sly self-promotion there. I like sly, it. Some sneaky, sneaky deals. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I just read. Okay. Mine's a little bit more lowbrow. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've talked about the fact I'm in a book club a few times on the pod. Yes. But this month, it was my turn to pick the book. And Ooh. I have been threatening for months that I'm going to pick a Harlequin romance. And you did. And I did. Which one? It's called... Like, I know what It's called are. The Billionaire Bastard. <laughs> I haven't Alliterative. Sta- I haven't started it yet, but I chose it based purely on title, title. amusement, and library ab- availability. <laughs> That's good things to base a book on. Right, because I didn't want someone to have to buy this no, no, book no, no. because it's just for book club. So... The front cover, I'm going to explain I, I was you. just about to ask Okay, the, the front cover is just his tor- like torso, basically. Ostensibly the Billionaire Bastard's torso. Yes, okay. yes. Um, with a... <laughs> it's a vest but it was clearly a, a formerly a suit jacket that the arms were just ripped off oh in a fit of lust maybe and he has a white shirt underneath and then this like huge like tribal tattoo on his forearm oh, i hate As, this man i know i know i'm so <laughs> excited so that's what i'm going to be reading shortly i expect an update oh it's going to be great next episode the the, the whatsapp book club chat is mm-hmm. blowing up <laughs> it's like you guys are welcome we've been reading a lot of kind of heavy serious really like dense books the last yep. few months and I was like you know what we're gonna just flip this 180 <laughs> lighten the mood yeah. it's spring and I was like it's February Valentine's Day you know exactly uh <laughs> to continue on with this theme of lowbrowedness um I'm really into Post Malone the rapper I don't know why you don't know why you like those singing about pillies <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um and he has a new single out it's called Psycho and it's been on repeat in my car. I honestly feel like such a moron that I like. Why? <laughs> because, because I am not the demographic for this person. Like, I am just not. I am a square and I know it. So when I'm driving <laughs> home from work and I'm in my Honda CRV with Post Malone, like, blasting from doing my, like, driving seat dance. Like, I know what people are <laughs> thinking when they pass me. I know this. But I just like it. Hey, you should feel free to like what you like. Yeah. No shame. No shame. What are you working on other than <laughs> festivals? 
Other than festivals, that's a good question. Um, okay, so an Australian singer-songwriter named Kim Churchill is mm-hmm. going to be playing the West End uh, Tuesday, March 6th. Uh, we had a really good chat last week. Yeah, he's super nice and so incredibly talented. He was trained as a classical guitarist for 10 years, so he's just got some mad skills on the guitar. Cool. And it's kind of like an indie folk guy, so I wrote a story about that. And then, um, yeah, I don't really know, actually. I'm kind of just waiting to get through this wave of festival announcements and then yeah, then we'll see. I have a few projects on the go. Um, probably the same ones that I talked about lot, like a few episodes ago where I'm like, I have projects on the go. Uh, they're still happening because I keep getting <laughs> kind of... still on the go. I keep getting kind of sidetracked from... Long-term stuff with immediate stuff. With news of the day, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, the struggle that we all have when we do this job is trying to mm-hmm. work on, like, long-term stuff while also balancing the day-to-day stuff. Um, so I'm thinking of doing something on ride hailing since it's yes. finally I coming to Winnipeg. I'm very curious about that. Kind of. Like, there's... <laughs> some apps that are like they're not uber and lyft they're tap car yeah tap car and like cowboy something cowboy taxi yeah cowboy taxi yeah um so i might do i do a semi-regular column called gen tries so i might do that for that Mm -hmm. also if you have any ideas for things that i can try it's it's literally a column in which i try things and then report back so if you have any any ideas you can get at me you can also follow us on social media. I'm mm-hmm. at Jens Rowdy on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Nye Rabble on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see you next week.